This is Matt. And this is Seth. And welcome to The, the Heretic, Heretic House. House. Here we like to talk about spiritual topics and what we think about them. And hopefully we can help you come up with some of your own thoughts and ideas. Hi there, and welcome to The Heretic House. Today, we're going to be talking about atonement. So, Seth, what is your understanding of the atonement? Okay, so my understanding of the atonement, um, or my understanding as it has been, is that it's uh, where we actually get right with God, atonement, uh, where Jesus died on the cross uh, to, to actually atone for our sins to make us in right standing with God. Um, actually, I, that's that's my understanding of uh, traditionally what atonement is. My my, uh, It might be a little different today, how you ask me what atonement is. And is uh, and maybe even a question is, what was it atonement or was it something else? But uh, before we get into that, let me, let me push that back to you. What, what is your understanding of the atonement? Okay, so I'm going back to the old way of my thinking, just for clarification. Right. Um, the atonement was the payment for the sin to keep God appeased and happy and uh, showing his, his uh, goodness unto us. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and originally we had, we had the sacrificial lamb and we had the scapegoat. Um, to bear our sins, to take our sins away from us. Um, so that that was the original idea behind the atonement was to fulfill the law and to keep God happy by giving these payments for our sins. Mm-hmm. So then, well, there, I think there's kind of two parts that that kind of the Old Testament would be giving the the sacrifices to atone for the sins that you've committed. But then um, once we get to the New Testament, there's this, uh, the sacrifice is Jesus who pays for all sins. That, And I should I should actually clarify too that that's kind of the traditional thought of how, how, uh, how the atonement works. Yeah. So Jesus, according to the traditional Protestant Christian mindset, would have bore in his body all of our sin, mm-hmm. all of our guilt, all of our shame. And uh, he, he, he paid the price. He died the death that we deserved so that we could live the life that he should have lived. Mm-hmm. And is that, would you say that the atonement is for a certain group of people or for everyone? So... Yes, the, again, traditional view is Jesus did this work, but you have to receive it. You have to accept it in order for it to be valid in your life. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, where you would come to Jesus and pray and you know, confess your sins and ask for forgiveness and accept him into your life. Uh, as many as believe on the Lord Jesus and confess with their mouth, right? So you, you believe and you confess. You, you call Jesus Lord and 
all of a sudden that atonement actually covers your sin as well. Okay. So is that uh, is that how you feel today? No. Okay. So then, uh, actually, what then? What did we need atonement for in the in the first place? Why why is there this need for atonement? So I I personally don't think there was ever a need for atonement. Mm-hmm. I believe people wanted an atonement. They wanted a religion. They wanted a set of rules and that's what God gave them if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah that makes perfect sense so it's it's really something that we were looking for as, yeah. as a as a race as a human as human beings yeah and, and particularly as Israelites right because we are we are an Abrahamic religion um, we by we I mean Christianity today comes from Judaism and the Abrahamic covenant, the Abrahamic laws. So, which of course would include Moses. And so we have this uh, Mosaic law for, wait, 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 no, no, no. Moses is after Abraham, correct? Help me out here. (laughs) Yes, Moses is after Abraham. That's right. So Abraham had the covenant. He had God uh, give him and promise him the promised land. And he had to wait for his son, his true son, not not Ishmael, but Isaac, uh, mm-hmm. to be born of his wife, Sarai, uh, who then became Sarah. So uh, we have this Abrahamic religion, and later on we get Moses. And Moses really brought in more of the law and more of the atonement. But we did see some of that requirement on Abraham when God asked him to sacrifice his son, his Mm -hmm. only son. And instead of having to sacrifice his son, God provided for him a ram in the thicket. And uh, so Abraham sacrificed that ram and saved his son. Hmm. So we see a, a picture of the atonement back in Abraham. Yes. But I would say that... Abraham did not have the the uh, really the knowledge of what atonement really was. Yeah, and so you know, we it would be said that all of the uh, atonements, all of the sacrifices, all of the offerings of the Old Testament pointed toward Jesus, mm-hmm. who was going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. He was the fruit of Eve's that would crush the head of the serpent. Mm -hmm. And so that points back to Jesus. And on that cross, he defeated Satan, uh, the accuser. And he took away all options for him to accuse us because Jesus paid the price for all of our sin. He bought us. He redeemed us. He purchased us back. Mm -hmm. And do you believe that was the plan So this is where I really have a struggle. Like, I totally get that, and I totally see that. But I would say that Jesus' death on the cross was not so much a requirement of God, but it was a demonstration of the love and forgiveness that God already had given out to people. They just didn't realize it yet. Okay. So then... 
did he have to die on the cross? Why why would he just why would God decide he needs to die on the cross? Is that he want just wanted to display that? I, I don't think God decided that Jesus had to die on the cross. I think the Jews decided that this rebel rouser needed to die and so they arranged his death. But in that death, Jesus demonstrated the perfect love of God. Father, forgive them, for they know not what to do. Even the crowd said, if he really is the Son of God, let him call down angels from heaven and and save him. And he absolutely could have done that, but he didn't. He, He bore the sin of others that they were placing upon him, that they were doing unto him, beating him and reviling him and spitting upon him and killing him. He took all of that. And he said, Father, forgive them. Jesus was not um, just a pacifist. He was a a non-resistist, right? He did not resist the sin that was placed upon him. He accepted it. He bore it. He, He literally turned the other cheek. He literally turned the other cheek. Hmm. Yeah, so I'd, uh, we our views might differ a little bit on that. Where it, it, I I I kind of see in the way you're saying is that we had a choice to, as humans, to actually kill the Son of God or uh, God Himself, as as it would be. Uh, I kind of see how I kind of land at least right now. Uh, with with this this thought of atonement is that it was God always did have this in the plan. He knew that he was going to go to the cross and die, and he wanted to do that because he wanted to show us as a as a race as humans. He wanted to show that he loved us so much that he is he will die for us, and that was kind of the. His, I mean, it's just how powerful is that, that the God of the universe would love you so much that he would die, even if he didn't have to. He, 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 he bore that, uh, on, all that we have created as sin on that cross. And I think we're actually agreeing okay. uh, for most of it. Um, I think where our difference may come in is whether God required Jesus to die to pay for our sins or not. I don't think God required a sacrifice to forgive sin. I think God in his character and nature desired to bring forgiveness of sin. I think he knew of what was going to take place before the foundations of the world, and he chose to do it anyways, but I don't think he impressed it upon man to do it. Okay, so maybe I probably misspoke because I, I, maybe we totally agree on it then. I because, think we do. Because I, I don't think he required it. Yeah. I think he, he required it. Uh, hmm. So he, he didn't requ- that wasn't something that we needed to to atone for everybody's sin, but he, he, it's more of a choice that he wanted to show us. He demonstrated it. Demonstrated his love on that cross. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how I, that's where I've arrived. Okay. So hey, you're my first convert. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now am I a heretic too? Ah, oh, shoot. Yeah. So then 
were we so were we ever needing to get right with God because what we seem to be saying is that we didn't really need to get right with God we just need to realize we already were so this is all about perspective mm-hmm. from God's perspective we're good from our perspective we're not and that is where the conversion experience comes into play. When we hear the message that we are good with God, like that God loves us, that God has already chosen to forgive us, that God has already taken our sin and cast it as far as the East is from the West. There's no more need for religion. There's no more need for sacrifice. There's no more need for all of these offerings that all we need to do is turn our hearts towards God and walk with him. That's where the conversion experience comes in. That's where the work ceases to be. Take my yoke upon you for my burden is easy. Uh, for my yoke is, is light and my burden is easy. Um, we, we, we turn to God. We turn to Jesus. We turn to Christ and we accept the fact that he has chosen to love us and we we look at the cross and we recognize the demonstration of that love and that forgiveness and all of a sudden our souls can be reunited with our source of life with God and we, we can live a more fulfilled life that mm. he has always intended for us to have that's that's my Mm. understanding yeah and i would say even what we're we're talking about here is um is that jesus death on the cross allows us the ability to repent and that some people might when i say repent that that's kind of a trigger word I that think. is a trigger word yeah <laughs> so what i mean by repent and i think it's been given a bad connotation by traditional christianity in my in my opinion repentance is i I remember actually i was even in a a sermon once and the pastor was talking about repentance and i think i totally missed the message because what he was saying repentance really in in uh what it means is just to change your mind that's it that's all it is so what jesus did on that cross by dying and showing i love you so much that i'm willing to die on this cross for you that it gives us the chance and i think it 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 ties in with your conversion what you're talking about conversion it allows us to repent which means to change our mind about who god really is because through history up to this point we always thought that god was a god who is uh wrathful and he's wrathful against sin and he he wants to destroy sin and a lot of us still believe that today but jesus dying on the cross saying you know doing the ultimate test of love for his people allows us to change our minds about what we think who god really is and that's where that conversion i think takes place is that yeah now we have that we have a, an approachable God who, who loves us and he's willing to do anything for us. And that demonstration is what is just 
how we know that. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, that would actually that bring to question that a lot of Christians would say, well, you're you're really you're disrespecting what Jesus did on the cross if you don't think it was to save us from, and we did a podcast on this, on hell. Mm-hmm. If, if Jesus didn't come to save us from hell, then what, what good was that, that death? Um, what good is a hug without another person, right? You, you can hug yourself all day long, but you're not going to get the full effects of what a hug is really meant to do. And if Jesus did not come, how would we ever know that we were loved? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If he just kept his distance and just didn't send the wrath, and um, we never would have fully comprehended. Uh, he came here um, uh, to show us the way, to lead us into the light, to remind us of who we actually are, whose children we are. We are not children of the devil who is an accuser, who, who is one who wants to pour out wrath, who wants to destroy. He comes mm-hmm. but to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, but Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Right? He, he came to lead us into the life that we inherited as the sons and daughters of God, mm. to lead all of humanity, all of the world, to the place where we recognize that we are our father's children, that we are the sons and daughters of God, that we are the heirs of this world, that we we get to inherit all of this, that it's ours. It's been freely given to us. And we get to enjoy it. We get to, to take these 70 to 100 years and actually enjoy it that we don't have to work to appease a god that we get to walk in love with a creator there's a big difference there Mm. there's a big difference so it's it's almost like it's almost like uh, Stockholm syndrome. Have you heard of that? Stockholm syndrome. This I, is this yeah, is I a so. it's a battered woman syndrome or a battered person syndrome where they have um, an abuser who has abused them for a long time and they're afraid to leave their abuser. Mm. So they stay with their abuser and religion has beaten us down said that we are filthy and rotten and has required all of these things from us and we're afraid to leave that excuse me we're afraid to leave that to go somewhere better Hmm. but there is a better life for us there there is a life of freedom and joy and peace and acceptance and complete love that is available to us. We just have to choose to accept it. It's totally available to us. It's totally there. As far as our eternal salvation, it's already been worked out. We've already been purchased. We've been bought back. We've been redeemed. We've, we, 
our souls do not belong to the fallen one. Mm. They belong to the most high, to the creator, to the source. We will return to I am. That is where we are going. But right now, in this short stint of time, we no longer have to live according to the flesh, repaying evil for evil, uh, saying we've done wrong, so we must pay this sacrifice in order to be made right. Um, we've been made right. Hmm. We've been loved. We've been accepted. Come just as you are, as the song says, right? Mm, yeah. And, and you are accepted. You are welcome. Yeah, and that kind of brings me to think that that acceptance, it, well, we have to accept that God, that Jesus is loving. And if we don't, if we, that's not, if we don't see that, that God died on the cross uh, for us, then we are kind of living in a, a a perpetual hell almost of our own choosing of our own choosing yes yeah so we have to really we have to accept that who god really is if we have the like the devil well he's the the father of lies and what greater lie have we been told in this life than the lie of who god really is yeah and by saying we have to it's for us yes because if we don't believe that God loves us, we'll never live accordingly. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll never live forgiven. We'll never, we'll never live the, the life of freedom that Jesus offers. Uh, we'll continue to live in that bondage. And, and it's really all for us that we accept, that we believe. I feel like that's where I really differ from uh, modern Christianity because they say we have to accept it in order for God to accept us. Hmm. And I say, no, God has accepted us. Yes. And we, we accept that acceptance to live the full life that he's promised. It, it has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with you. you. You can accept the Father's love or you can reject it. But his love is there either way. You'll either know it today or you'll know it after you die because you don't really die. You just change your, uh, you, ju- you just change who you are. I don't know what that change is going to look like, but the, the scripture says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You'll, you'll know. You'll know what love is eventually. Mm-hmm. You just get to know it now if you really want. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's all, I mean, God has not, he has done everything. And it is up to us to either accept that fact or if we reject it, then we're just, uh, I think, personally, I think we're we're just rejecting the inevitable. But I think that that kind of, that might strike some, some, uh, some wrong chords for some people. But I think, it is inevitable. Someday you're going to realize who God really is and, and what this what this is all about. And that you're part of him. Like you're part of that. You're part of God. You will be brought back. Mm. You will be made whole. You just 
you get to do that now if you want. Mm. Like that would be so much better for your experience to accept that. You know, uh, and there's a reason why we are begging and beseeching you to be reconciled with God because we have a ministry of reconciliation. We have a ministry of restoration. We want you to be part of who you are. Mm. We want you to be part of God, to be part of that life, of that relationship, of that completeness, of that wholeness. We don't want you to be broken anymore. We want you to be restored. We want you to be healed. We want you to be complete. Mm. That's, that's the message from uh, Jesus. That's the message from the Christ who came 2,000 years ago to proclaim the good news of reconciliation. Mm. That's the good news. That's what has changed my life. That's what I want to help others to see. Mm. And I do, and like we were saying, like that's kind of what, not even in Jesus' death did he, he kind of teach that, but I, I go back to, uh, back to one of his teachings when uh, his disciples were, were picking the grain and eating on the Sabbath and the, the religious leaders were taken aback. It's like, how could you do that on the Sabbath? And, and Jesus said that, uh, you know, that the Sabbath was not made, or man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. So, and I apply that to everything. I think that's what God, everything is, everything was made for man. But man always turns around, tries to make man was made uh, for whatever you're talking about. Like man was made for God. But yeah. I don't think so. I think God made man so he could enjoy in joy life with him. I think that's right. Yeah, so uh, that is uh, all. I think that's all we got for today, or at least the time we have for today. We probably could keep going on and on. I'm sure we rattle. could, and I'm sure we will. Yeah, probably. We'll have. We'll come back to this too. Yeah. We, we'll, yeah. So uh, we appreciate it. We we uh, always love uh, having you here to listen to us, and uh, we just hope to catch you next week on the Heretic House. Take care. Bye now.